Hello, welcome back everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's Pastor Josiah here, your host. Hope you have your Bible near, unless you're driving, of course. And maybe you do what I do, you get that nice cup of coffee out. And uh, nothing goes better with God's Word than coffee. All right, maybe that's not true, but... Anyway, I'm so glad you're here today. We're dipping back into the Minor Prophets. We've done that before um, on the Scripture Podcast, and today's no exception. Um, We're not afraid of any part of the Bible here. Oh yeah, how about Leviticus? Man, we're going to do a whole series on that one of these days. But not today. Today we're in Nahum. Nahum, N-A-H-U-M. Find it in the Old Testament right after Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. Uh, Then you'll find this list of, man, I think seven Minor Prophets. And Nahum will be about will be one of them, and we're going to be in Nahum chapter one. And I love our verse of the day today. It's good by itself, and then the context has a few surprises for us. Okay, so number one, uh, Nahum chapter one, verse seven is our verse of the day, and it reads like this in the ESV: "The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in Him." All right. Nahum chapter one, verse seven. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. It's like one of those verses that just keeps getting better. (laughs) There's like three statements and one after another, they're good. Or, you know, so the first one, the Lord is good, gets unfolded, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And then it gets kind of uh, completed or there's a period put on the end. He knows those who take refuge in him. Isn't that great? That's just one verse. And the whole thing is ready for prayer, for memorization, for spiritual warfare. Just good stuff, man. If you're ever feeling oppressed in your life or wrapped up in something you shouldn't be or, you know, anxiety's taking and messing you up, you could do a lot worse than to just take turn around and tell that thing. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. So good. All right. Um, why did I say that the... Uh, context has some surprises because listen to this, okay? Let's go up to Nahum, uh, so chapter 1, verse 6. So this comes right before our verse because with this, it, what I, why I say this surprises, it shows the full character of God. Excuse me. It shows the whole character of God like, well, here, you'll see. So verse 6 says this, who can stand before his indignation? So indignation, this idea that when God is offended, when we have gone against his holy laws, when people go against his character and against his holy laws, he would be indignant about that. So if I came in and if I came to your house today and stole your car, you would be filled with indignation. Why did you do that to me? Okay, so when that happens to God, who can stand before his indignation? Who can endure the heat of his anger? When God is angry at something or someone, who could endure it? His wrath is poured out like fire. And the rocks are broken into pieces by him. All right. So Nahum, again, building something here. He says, who can stand before his indignation? So he unfolds that a little bit. Who can endure the heat of his anger? Then we get a description here. His wrath is poured out like fire and the rocks are broken in pieces by him. So God is good. He loves. He so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but should have eternal life. And yet, the Bible makes sure we understand. That does not mean that God will ever be okay with sin because he's not. And he will never 
accept people who want to cling to their sin and defy him. It's not going to happen. The Bible makes that so clear. His holiness and his wrath are so clear. So between these two verses, we get that full picture of God. He has that indignation, that anger, and that wrath, which if he needs to, can pour out like fire and break rocks in pieces. And then that's what makes verse 7 so good. You see what I mean? If God was just like this good machine, like, oh, well, that's God. He's just, you know, he just loves everything. You can't possibly do anything he doesn't like. Well, that's meaningless, and we all know that. It just doesn't mean anything. That that couldn't be the real God, the maker of heaven and earth, the one who sees the atrocities that happen on earth and will not allow it to go unpunished, the one who will, at final judgment, put things straight and punish the guilty. That, that's, that's not God, the joy machine. That's not who he is. So in light of his wrath and anger, which can be poured out on those of us who just decide we have to be his enemies... Verse 7 comes as such good news. The Lord is good. Like, remember, why why go, why go, why bring about his indignation, wrath, and anger? Look at who he is. The Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. If you're having trouble, run to him. Don't, don't do your own thing which offends God and, and try to secure yourself. The Lord's good. Run to him. Take refuge in him. If you want to be near God and you don't want to suffer his indignation, wrath, and anger, then take refuge in him, and he knows those who take refuge in him. You'll become one of his friends. And then verse 8 goes ahead and, and makes sure that we understand again. So he knows those who take refuge in him, verse 8, but with an overflowing flood he will make a complete end of the adversaries. That's a big word for enemies and will pursue his enemies into darkness. What do you plot against the Lord? Verse 9, he will make a complete end. Trouble will not rise up a second time, for they they are like entangled thorns, like drunkards as they drink. They are consumed like stubble, fully dried. That's the idea of this dried up grass being consumed by fire. From you came one who plotted evil against the Lord, a worthless counselor. Okay? So this is Nahum expressing through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit God's utter unwillingness uh, to endure people opposing his desire to bring goodness, righteousness, and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit to this world. He will not allow people to defeat that idea. It's not going to happen. They they, um, endure for a moment here on earth as God endures their stuff so that the Bible says, First Peter, uh, Peter says that God is patient so that all will be saved. So God takes pleasure in the death of no man. He wants us to come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved. That's his desire for everybody. And then, But for those, those holdouts who won't, they won't have it, then there is no future. There is no other way. There's, you're not, we're not going to escape being one of God's enemies. Okay. And so we find that in Nahum. So, um, context, so important. If someone just gave you verse 7 and you're an unbeliever at this time and you just say, oh, the Lord's good, stronghold the day of trouble, he knows those who take refuge in him, then you think, okay, all i got to do is give this God kind of a nod like, hey, God, I see you, all right, be good to me. And if you ignore verses 6 and 8 through 9, um, you're not giving that friend the true story. We need to come to him. We, did, we need to not side with God's enemies, Okay. So that's why it's so important. All right. Um, Where do we see Jesus in these verses? Man, Jesus is um, 
the Lord. He is the refuge of God. He is a stronghold in day of trouble. He is who and how we come to God if we decide we don't want to be his enemies anymore. (laughs) Isn't that cool? And then this wrath and anger that's on either side of verse 7, so the wrath of 6 and the pursue his enemies into darkness of 8, those things happen to Jesus on our behalf. Isn't that wild? Those things consumed Jesus. He took the wrath of God upon him. So to get the true scandal, let's read it here. But with an overflowing flood, he will make a complete end of the adversaries and will pursue his enemies into darkness. This Jesus Christ allowed to happen to himself in our place so that if we wanted to come to God, there was a place for us. There didn't used to be. We were excluded by our unrighteousness and the fact that we are enemies of God. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And we were, by nature, children of wrath. And God opened this door for us. Is there mystery here? Yes. Is there things I don't understand? Absolutely. But I know enough to know that God is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And ever since I have taken refuge in him, he has involved himself in my life. He has made himself personally known to me in ways that I cannot deny. Don't understand everything that happens to me. Certainly not everything I want to happen happens. But I know enough to know that God has been a refuge to me and not in just some general way or because I decided one day that I thought there was a God, but because I specifically took refuge in God in that offer through Jesus Christ and his cross to be one of his. Okay. All right, guys. Love this verse. Love how the gospel can be so clearly found in the Old Testament. Love that you guys can see that together with me. Um, hope to hope you can join us next time. Hey, if this podcast is uh, of use to you, if you find value in it, would you share it with a friend? Uh, we don't. This is a part of the ministry of Cross Points. We don't make any money off of it. Not asking for any money. But what I would love is if you spread the word. Let people know that this is a good podcast. If you're trying to um, be committed to the habit of daily scripture reading. I would hope, and a part of my aim is, it's also good for people who are newer to the faith. So if you got a friend that says, man, I'm having a hard, I, okay, you guys make a big deal of the Bible. Where do I start? What do I do? Hopefully the Crosspoint Scripture podcast can be a part where it just comes alongside them. It gives them a verse to look up every episode and uh, just begin to explore the vast landscape of the Bible. All right? And then you want bonus points, you can tell your friend, and if you have any questions, call me and let's talk about this first. Now now you're talking discipleship. Now you're talking somebody growing in their faith. All right, guys. I'll see you next time.